when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Justin. And I'm Lucy. And together we are the hosts of Plenty Questions. It's a very straightforward general knowledge quiz. We ask you 20 questions, one after the other, five second gap in between, and you shout the answers out. And then you tweet us to let us know how you've got on. See if you can get 20 out of 20. No one has so far, but that's because we haven't started doing it yet. Mm, but we will. Uh, and there's also going to be some fiendish brain teasers, so join us for Plenty Good Questions. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, the podcast that holds TV's The One Show to account in a wholly ineffective reimagining of the Nuremberg Trials. This is part two of this week's edition, so if you're listening to this without listening to part one first, then as usual, I should warn you that because we just pile in where we left off in part one, it may fail to make any kind of coherent sense. Joining me this week, Mark Haynes and Tilly Steele. There was an amazing bit where she she had to say the twin elements of radioactivity, if you like. I don't mean elements in a chemical way. I mean in, in like the good and bad. She said a number of the good things. And then she, oddly, she struggled a lot to, to name anything bad about radioactivity, <laughs> which I thought would have been the easier one. But when she came to it, she sort of found it difficult to say anything bad about radioactivity. You know, as much as radioactivity led to tremendous good, it also unleashed the power for, you know, tremendously um, dangerous things as well, you know, which our film doesn't doesn't shy away from. Really odd. She could have had, obviously, Chernobyl. She could have had Three Mile Island and that single by Imagine Dragons. She could have had three (laughs) horrific things. (laughs) I I know the Imagine Dragons, but only in the context of they're a band that I don't know what they do. (laughs) There's so many more of them now I've got older, I've found. Last week you didn't understand the Boomtown Rats and they were from your time. (laughs) (laughs) I did understand them, I just want to black them out. Not not black them out, that's that. That's wrong in space climate. <laughs> that would be very cancelled. Let's cancel um, Bob Geldof. John, the important thing is when she's playing Marie Curie, as Alex says, lots of people will know about Marie Curie from textbooks or charity shop signs. Of course, lots of people will know things about Marie Curie from textbooks or yep. will know her from um, charity shop signs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember ever seeing like a, a film or a story about Marie Curie. Actually, I'm sure there is one. I'm just probably too young to have seen it, but... Yeah, that is, it slightly rings a bell where I can picture a very, very respected actress of prior generations mm. doing the bit at the end where she gets ill 
surrounded mm. by and, and again this may be a dream or I maybe it read it in a comic but mm. it seems a little bit like she was surrounded by green glass radioactive glass they used to make mm. but maybe maybe I'm wrong I had this big thing about great historical figures that haven't had films in our lifetimes and I was thinking when's someone going to make one about Cromwell th- th- I think the last one was Alec Guinness in it I mean you know with the current um current historical figures reimagining that's going on I think we can probably see quite a few maybe it's something a bit closer to the truth maybe I don't know (laughs) just be a bold move I'd really respect it if Channel 4 said we've got a four-part series it's the life of Colston let I mean I mean that would I would just be like yes let's find out about this bloke that'd be thrilling uh, if anyone's listening to yeah. this and decides to do it, please give me 30% of the money. <laughs> hey, that m- money, Mark, comes from the slave trade, you horrible man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't want any of it. Can we talk about Alex inviting people to send videos of themselves having sexual intercourse to her? Hello there, and welcome to The One Show with Amal Raja. And Alex Jones. And we've got to start with some really, really welcome news for a lot of people in England. So from Saturday, if you live on your own or you're a single parent, you can go and visit one other household as long as neither of you is shielding. Big news this. Now then, you can sleep over with no social distancing, which means you can have a bit of a cuddle. You can sleep over now without social distancing. Uh, And she... She went, have a bit of a cuddle. And then, then, and that got a big laugh from the, yeah. Yeah, the skeleton crew and Amol. But then she said, if you're going to give someone a cuddle for the first time since lockdown, send us a photo or a video. So if you're going to be hugging someone for the very first time since lockdown this weekend, send us a photo or a video of that moment. <laughs> well, I mean, right. So, I mean, I, I admittedly went straight onto Pornhub and I've been sending them amateur footage <laughs> from that site to their Twitter feed uh, for a week. But you were already doing that, John. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. But now it's legitimised. This felt like the first time the BBC have officially done a call out to see people's genitals. And I think that was sort of a groundbreaking moment. She's just fucking bored though, isn't she? Like, my heart just goes out to her. She She hates her job. She just wants a break. Like, I can't imagine it. I just see, I see the, whether it's conscious or not. We've got a, we've got to free her. We need to get her out of there. Save the one, show one. That needs to be the campaign on here. You you guys need to get her out of there. I really think that you're you're onto something now, and I think it's because Matt Baker has gone. And I think the one thing they had together, it's like when they're hostages in Beirut. You had the other person, and at least you could share that thing of going, "We're going to get through this. This is terrible." But now she's the only main presenter. She is stuck on her own. Everyone else coming in, going, "God, this is great," and her going, "I've got." no one to vent and so what i will do is i will yeah. pass ag the whole show throughout <laughs> it because it's the only vent it's it's not letting off steam anymore but there's little like rills will come out and i will just yeah. go this this is stopping me from exploding you can see her trying to nail the format back to its its shape because because partly because of lockdown partly because the guest presenters all bring their own style which she's got to then deal with all of that when she was and then you've got um bob mortimer and paul whitehouse who were brilliant yeah on this absolutely amazing and obviously um, just deliberately just deliberately doing what they're doing yeah i know but alex trying to deal with that trying to deal with bob mortimer talking about tinned meat when that was not on the script and and he's going off about tinned meat she's trying to pull it back he wasn't stopping it was magnificent it was a magnificent shambles i absolutely loved these two hello (laughs) 
Oh, what a good well, start. I tell you, Paul White House, White House has changed a bit, hasn't he? Paul's on pause. Amazing. Paul, can he hear us? Paul, can you hear us? I can hear you, yeah. So if you look at that, I reckon... <laughs> <laughs> OK, across the nation, people are saying, I did that. What a that. handsome fella, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> so um, if you look at the bottom left of your screen, I reckon you'll see a little camera sign and it's got a line through it. And if you can click on that, unpause it. This is just riveting viewing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. What you've done is you've no, you need to call me again. You need to call me right. again. I think we've cracked sure on. And we know what Don't you look like. I mean, it doesn't matter. At the start of lockdown, so what is that? Nine weeks ago or something? That would be mystifying. But honestly, it's the first time I've seen someone doing the thing that my dad does, which is continually having to talk him through his camera being off. And seeing it play out on TV, I found it so charming and funny. I love the fact yeah. they didn't just go to black when it was going wrong. But they they just kept him there without solving the problem. So every now and then you'd forget he was there. And then his voice would just come out. Like a disembodied voice that would suddenly start commenting on the proceedings. Like when you leave audio description on the telly. Are you back with us, are you, White House? No, he's I not. I just wondered where you got the human hair from. <laughs> It was yeah. brilliant. What do you think the success of the show was down to then? Go on, Bob. Two old blokes sitting by the riverbank as well. Don't forget that. I was being polite, Paul. Paul. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, it's obviously I think, down I think to... Alex was talking to me, actually, Paul. <laughs> no, everybody stopped talking to you, Bob. Now I'm here. <laughs> I mean, the two of them... What it slightly tells you is the problem is not the actual show. The problem is... I don't know, the, the, the booking, the, the, the day-to-day of it just doesn't work. But when you get White House and Mortimer on, the whole thing is brilliant. It was. And the, the fact that Paul was just relentlessly saying, no, you need to call me back, you know, <laughs> on live television where there was a technical cock. No, call me back. No, and Amal's trying to explain to him, just go, no, there's a camera icon down the bottom of the... While you're trying to get the connection back up, have you found that little icon with the camera in it? No, because you need to call me again. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that for you, mate. In the in the first film, and on it went, and the, the the sort of shambles that it became was just far better than anything anyone could have planned. Mm. It was just wonderful, and I'm glad they ran with it rather than cut straight to the quite dull film about fishing, which we then got, as we've already mentioned. My name's Bally Philp. I'm a prawn creel fisherman working out the Isle of Skye, and we're fishing for prawns using creels. Creel fishing is putting pots or traps onto the seabed. Now these creels have got bait inside them and if we land them correctly onto the muddy ground where the prawns live, then the prawns will be enticed into the creel. Now this, oddly for a film about fishing, which they have Tilly a lot on the one show and they're always off the show, this one was was lockdown film. Ah. So the Isle of Skye... Oh, yes, that was was it. I have to be honest, I had no (laughs) idea what you were talking about. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Prawn fishing on the Isle of Skye. That was it, the prawns. It's one show 101, Tim, this sort of stuff. The prawns. They went to this, I suppose, because they thought they had a vague link to the Mortimer and White House fishing. And the film was... um, Well, it was was textbook, one show. I mean, it it was a local community... And there, a man was catching prawns, and then he took them back to the Isle of Skye and sold them to some people. And that was <laughs> yeah. it. All the restaurants have got closed signs on the doors. Even the local chippies have been shut. It's definitely been very different this year to any other year I've ever known. As you can see, there's nothing. It's just it's like a ghost town. There's nobody around whatsoever. 
but folks are just generally rallying round and supporting everybody else. Yeah, I like the way he said, like, because their, their basic sort of setup has been decimated because it's all exported. I'm sure there's lots of Leave voters who watch stuff like this and it makes their hearts swell with pride. The, the whole idea that, you know, look at the British fishing fleet. And as he said, this all gets exported. It all goes to France and Spain. The majority of our seafood usually goes to export. 99%, something like that. Spain, France, Portugal... Italy, they really, really value their their high quality seafood. And he basically said it goes to places where they appreciate good stuff. Which I was like, oh, yeah, nice one, mate. <laughs> but he sort of said, so we can't do that anymore. So we're selling it locally. And he said, so everyone in the community is doing their bit. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if it turns out everyone is eating a ton of prawns every night? They've got to keep this industry going. But I, I like this. I liked the fishermen. Normally, I don't like people who are physical and out there because it makes me feel like a disgusting worm. Yeah, and I, same. I, I, I found he was him. cute, though. He was so yeah, handsome. Uh, yeah. I, I, Ruggedly so. Oh, man. So. Watching him cradle those prawns, I, 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 I would happily have been one of those prawns. <laughs> oh, to be a prawn. safe on his boat. <laughs> then fed to one of his neighbours. Yeah. My, my analogy <laughs> breaks yeah. down. As he, as, he tra- as he traps you in a cage yeah. and feeds you to his neighbour. Yeah, sells brilliant. me. Sells me on a, on a dockside. <laughs> I, I mean... I hate him. If there's a, I hate him. His statue can go in the water. I'm not having it. John, we don't need to put his statue in the water. Just put him in the water although he's a fisherman he can probably swim uh, it's not an ideal scenario um, yeah Bob Mortimer made a really good point they cut back from that and he was like oh you know I'm really surprised that the prawns were, were pink prawns traditionally they go pink when they're cooked normally they're that sort yeah, of yeah. bluey grey and obviously no one in the studio realised that or, or knew that because they all treated him like he was an, an absolute moron talking about the colour of prawns. Bob, I know you saw that um, You saw that film that we, we sent you a little bit earlier. You yeah. struggled a bit with fly fishing. How do you think you'd get on doing creeler fishing off the, uh, off the coast of Scotland? I think I could drop a, drop a, a basket off the side of the boat, yeah. <laughs> I might go in with it. Hey, we've got Paul Whitehouse! I was Good very evening. surprised to see the colour of the prawns. <laughs> Um, no, mate, yeah, gentlemen. I thought they would talk. already be orange once she'd cooked them, but maybe not. <laughs> I was a bit like, he's absolutely right. It's a yeah, fascinating I was doing the same thing. thing. I hadn't noticed it, but when he said it, I was like, oh my God, they were pu- they were pulling them out of these cages alive and sticking them in little funnels where their little pincers were waving in the air in the Scottish breeze. Yeah. And they were all the colour of cooked prawns. Paul, Paul, so yeah, didn't understand it Paul either. Whitehouse made a really good point in the Gone Fishing book where he talks about how Bob Mortimer is so funny that even when he's being serious, people laugh at him. And that was a perfect example where he was saying, here's an interesting thing. Those prawns yeah. look as if they've been cooked because prawns only go pink after they're cooked. And everyone was like, ha ha, listen to Bob talking his bullshit as usual. <laughs> Poor Bob. This, this happened at the beginning, didn't it, as well, when Amol couldn't understand whether Bob was being funny or not when they were talking about DIY dentistry. Yeah. And have you also, is it right you've also been doing a bit of dentistry? Is that right, Bob? I've been doing my own dentistry for many years now. Um... Just the simple jobs, you know, replacing a crown or... Um, I can't tell if he's making all of this up. Is he, he's being, is he being serious? Are you serious? No, I do. It's, I mean, you open yourself up to a whole world of um, home dentistry if you purchase some Fuji 9, which is um, a dental glue. <laughs> and, uh, and Paul's bald patch, which uh, there was, they showed a clip of him sprinkling some 
hair out of a out of a jar on, yeah. onto Paul Whitehouse's bald head to cover up his bald patch. Bob, tell us what tell us what was going on in that clip. So this is a sort of magic, almost it looks like pepper or something, and you're spraying it all over Paul's scalp. It does look like a pepper pot, which in itself is a nice thing, isn't it? And Amor was very interested in that, and then they started talking about that, and Bob was then talking about DIY dentistry, but Amor was completely out of his depth. He didn't know whether Bob Morty was being serious, funny, or what the vibe in the room was. At all. <laughs> oh, anyway, okay. Um, I've got well, pews outside my house, Omar, you know. I, well, I know that that bit job. isn't true. Yeah. You've got no idea what's going it, on. What it slightly talks of is it talks of a lack of preparation. When you have a comic on, there's a sort of basic thing of, of just saying, well, it doesn't matter, they will do their thing. But the reality is Bob Mortimer has told that dentistry story very famously on, on Would I Lie to You? It's a real sort of classic eight million hits on YouTube sort of thing. It's a really big thing. And he's talked about it in, in I think, Gone Fishing. So it's just that sort of thing of, you, you know, you're doing interviews with people whose work you have no interest in, you know, not even on a casual level. And I do find that that that... I mean, you wouldn't have Judy Dench on and talk about a film that you hadn't seen, surely. I'm sure they have. I don't, I'm saying well, that. I'm I mean, sure, I'm sure on, they Matt Baker, everyone. Matt Baker didn't used to watch anything, as we realised. That's uh, as true, we that is true, yeah. Amel's carrying uh, a great Lee, tradition. So, Mark, you, um, you've, you've worked with the two mm, gentlemen. Because, you know, I do TV work. I was lucky enough to go and see them actually recording um, Gold Fishing. Honestly, John, I mean, I know we're very, very funny men. But they are the, two of the funniest people you ever meet in life. It's a funny thing. Tilly, do you get... Uh, I'm, I'm only asking because I, I don't know. Are, are there like grades of actor? Do you sort of go, all actors are quite good? Or are there ones that you go, they are so much better than the other ones? Yeah. You do, I'm yeah. just like, I'm, I just see my job as just like, I'm just a trades person and I do a specific thing. But then there, yeah. are, there, there are some people that I'm like, oh, you have been given a gift from God uh, and, or whoever you believe is- in. You know. Exactly the same with like Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse. They are they are they're those people who you know you you know funny people. John, the industries we work in, we work with a lot of people who are really funny. I cannot tell you how different Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse are from all the funny people we know. They they are just so constantly unendingly funny and you could see it you could actually see it perfectly on this one show so that that for me was a really funny thing of seeing those people who were like that in real life coming onto tv and being exactly like they are in real life and it also being hilarious when you were watching it at home i mean they are just magical strange they they sort of didn't get enough time as well they filled up the second half of the program with matt allwright's weekly watchdog christ that was tedious oh was it and then they just left two minutes for reeves and mortimer at uh, reeves left two minutes for white house and mortimer at the end which it was nowhere near enough because then they they threw a quiz don't worry we we will get on to matt allwright in a minute (laughs) oh thank god Hello, I'm Chris England, and I'm here to tell you about the Fun Factory podcast, available now on Great Big Owl. Each time, I will be reading a couple of chapters of my novel, The Fun Factory, a historical comedy about the history of comedy, so it will kind of be like a free audiobook, which you can listen to at the gym, or jogging, or at your desk while pretending to do your job, or on the train, without the embarrassment of people seeing you actually reading a book like some kind of swat. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. 
Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance, or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Well, they, they threw this quiz at them at the end, which was called Fishing for Compliments. Just what the Christ alive. I'll tell you, John, the, the other thing about that is, yeah, they, they do that quiz at the end. They'd already done a scripted section where they were doing virtual fishing. Well, as you said, Paul, the scenery is the star of the show in many ways. And, you mm. know, in lockdown especially, people are missing being outdoors. So Sorry we're going to try and attempt, like, a little virtual... Mortimer Whitehouse now. We're going to give you a lovely fishing background and we're going to hand over to you for a little while just for you to do, you know, to fish and have a little, you know, a relax there. Okay, well, I'd love to put my fishing hat on. Go on then. I've got a hat as well, Bob. I thought I'd, you know, bring one along for this, all right? And when that started, I thought, ah, poor fucking Bob, poor Paul. What a shitty thing to... And they they made it work. They made it work. So, Paul, um, you're looking very wizened here by the riverbank. What do you put that down to? What town to? Hard living, you know, concern for other people, Bob. How do you lose your hair? And they should have rewarded them for making that virtual fishing thing where they just had to talk off the top of their head. That filled me with so much anxiety seeing that. I was like, why would you do that to anyone? Like, do you hate them? Like, why? Just let them do... They're already being entertaining. You don't have to do this to them. And they should have rewarded them at the end by saying, so how's lockdown going for you guys? Anything that was just a bit human. Rather than going, and now we've got, because you're comics, another funny thing for you to do. You know, Rosamund Pike, yeah, thro- she got totally ages thro- to talk about Marie Curie. Back. Yeah, they, but they almost sat back and said, well, because, you know, you go fishing, uh, we're going to take you virtually fishing. And then a picture of a river came up and they just said, go on, be funny, now talk. <laughs> <laughs> and they just sat back. You're like, whoa. OK, but of course they were and did. And that led them down the route of... And then Amol just got seemingly annoyed with them because Bob was being brilliant about, about whether or not... They took a moment to find their angle. Yeah. But it didn't take them long. And then then Bob sort of said, what about tinned meat? And Which is all, you know, a Bob Mortimer obsession is meat and tinned meat. And, it, and caught, they talk about corned beef and they draw the line at spam. Paul, you know, with your heart healthy, um, yeah. Reggie... Are you missing yeah. the tinned meats, you know? I really, well, I'm, there's, corned beef is never far away from my 
virtual plate, Bob, you know what I mean? That is true. I've drawn a line at spam and luncheon meat, don't you? On the third mention of corned beef, Amol just got annoyed and stopped the whole Didn't thing. Didn't he? Didn't he? <laughs> I, I draw the line at luncheon meat. Mm. Although I have to do the line at this. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah that I mean, was I absolutely... But the corned beef, I mean, that's a... That's a right, that's a and the third mention of corned beef, I think, is where we say, thank yeah. you very much, guys. That is a lovely little oh, virtual rendition. Let's have a round of applause for that. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. If, you're, if you don't know who they are, you're just like, oh, would anyone at home be enjoying this? Yes, Amol! Just because you yeah. don't... Big baby. And the quiz... Tilly, what did you make of the quiz at the end? This is another one show. Almost when they run out of ideas, they'll throw a little game in for the guests. Uh, because they think it's entertaining. But this one, there wasn't enough time for it, for a start. But they sort of threw themselves into it. Anyway, did you, I mean, did you... Remind me what happened. Things, it, sure. it was two hours ago that I, I watched that you, it, but I literally... <laughs> <laughs> they were asked... It was I'm called, so yeah. depressed. My memory just Fish- doesn't work anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was called Fishing for Compliments. And they had a couple of quotes of people who'd paid compliments to either Bob or Paul. Oh, right, yeah. And then they had to decide which of them the compliment was, was for. for. Yes. You have been at the uh, the top of the industry for, for nearly four decades. And there is I still... I certainly have. And there is still so much love out there for you. It's not hard to see why. And we thought it would be nice just to reflect some of that back to you. So we've been searching out some of this niceness. We've been fishing for compliment, compliments, if you will. Ah, oh, very good. So we've dug them out. And uh, we want you to guess which compliment is for who. Okay. Yeah. So we'll so, read okay. some out now. One of them involved Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said Paul Whitehouse was a, one of the great actors because he was a fan of the fashion mm-hmm. show or something. Yeah. But the one that was interesting was. was a quote from Harry Enfield, also about Paul. Which one of you has it said, I'm basically only famous because I stole lots of his jokes? That must be Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. What was that? Do you know what that was about, Paul? I have no idea who uh, who it was said. Was it said about me? Or, I don't even know if it was said it about was me. It was said about you by Les Dennis. <laughs> no, no, it was it was said by about Harry you. Harry Enfield. It was said by, about you, Paul, by oh. Harry Enfield. Given the news about Harry Enfield. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> I I thought. Well, they didn't mention that one, did they? They sort the of. The Harry Enfield you know, thing uh, just shows to me like the divide between like rich white celebrities who just are so far removed from like the way the world is changing and the discussions that are, that are happening and just how, if you have enough money, you can just kind of just almost drift off into your own world where, I mean, they often say about famous people that the age that people become very famous is that kind of the age they just stop developing because suddenly yeah. everyone does everything for you and you live in this world of immense privilege and comfort and I kind of think that's what's happened with Harry Enfield because I have absolutely no idea how you could think that it was even it was... okay to ever say that word and then to say it, you know, with Ava Vidal there, it just was just... It was ooh, a disastrous gross. interview. Um, when I've done it, Nick, several times in the past, I played Nelson Mandela uh, in one thing um, for laughs and I did it because this thing had sort of come round from the BBC that we couldn't do it anymore. And so I thought, well, who is my hero, Nelson Mandela, who I who I had the pleasure of meeting once? And what's the stereotype of black people? Well, at the time it was, you know, there was a lot of things in the papers about drugs and 
stuff. So I made him a drug dealer or a peddler of um, alcopops to children and things like that, uh, which I thought was so wrong that it was right. And, it, you know, I wouldn't do it now, but I don't think I regret it. Let me tell you, Nick, I, you know, obviously Al Johnson or G.H. Eliot, who played the um, the chocolate-coloured uh, in the 30s, you know, they perpetuated the myth of the happy Negro who was just very happy to sing under the crack of the whip, the American whip or, or the British imperial bayonet. And obviously that's deeply offensive and always yeah, would just be. Just to be clear, Harry, because there'll be people offended by that term that you've just used. You're using it in inverted commas. Let's not repeat it, but it's a term that was used at yeah, the time. Yeah, well, that's his name on stage. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I've played Margaret Thatcher, John Major, Tony Blair, David Cameron, you know, four prime ministers. Say if Rishi Sunak became prime minister, um, I would find it difficult that I would not be allowed to play him because of the colour of his skin. Uh, that, that interview was actually, I mean, we're not here to discuss the Today no. programme, but it was a classic example of what the Today programme does uh, all the time, but very badly, is just find two people they know will have an opposing yeah. point of view and clash them together with no nuance and no time to discuss it properly, and they just cut everyone off and that's the end of it. There's also a, a disconnect in that when the Today programme ring you up and say, would you like to talk about this issue... For you to say yes, you better know what you're going to fucking say. You better know. And the arrogance slightly of yeah. going in and just going, I'll wing it. People like me. I'll formulate something yeah, as we go along. I know of at least three or four other people that were asked to do that interview. Yeah. Really? Uh, all of whom turned it down. So Harry Enfield was very much not a first choice. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And they all, they all very smartly went, I know where that's going to end. No, thank you. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, the one good thing about this week for us is we are actually the last program that's basically a comedy, which is still <laughs> all the back episodes are available. So I mean, incredibly, for a show with John Holmes on, we've done really well. You know, it's remarkable, remarkable, really. I mean, I mean, I think I think we did some funny voices back in series one, but it's all right because they were just Welsh and German. Exactly. So yeah. All right for now, John. <laughs> Tilly, if there are any comedy accents you want to do now please be angry. i'm good i'm northern so that's fine that, yeah. I, my life is a comedy oh. accent so. yeah. right shall we talk about matt all right and watchdog yeah. because he, he, uh, we do have to <laughs> we do have to we, we opened with one of his catchphrases which he often gets in the advice i usually give about scams is that if it comes out of the blue it's not for you so that's um to the watchdog fans, have you guys you know, ever been scammed or nearly scammed i feel scammed every time i watch the one show because it sucks my time <laughs> And soul away. I got scammed but, in the early days on eBay before they had a uh, robust system yeah. of protected sellers. I tried to buy uh, what was what was colloquially called back in the eighties a ghetto blaster, and this must have been in about two thousand two. Anyway, I think I paid sixty quid. It never turned up, and uh, the bloke kept uh, my money. I've still got his address. <laughs> I, I Send it to Matt Allwright. He's got a new programme starting. He has a new programme starting, as we learned, BBC One for three weeks every morning called Your Money or Your do, Life. Do you know why I've kept it? Uh, you just, why? Because I've always thought one day I'll start sending bricks to him with no postage on them and he'll have to pick them up from the post office, pay the excess charge, and it's just a brick. And I thought that would be a good thing to do. But do you know the weirdest thing? When you start looking for bricks, you cannot find them anywhere. And I don't think since since I've come up with that idea, 
I've ever seen just a brick on Mark, its own. Have you not watched Fox News? Antifa are apparently <laughs> stacking them up on every street corner. That's why I can't so, get them. I've got a couple in my room, Mark. You can have them. <laughs> Great. Hooray. Oh, this, so this was all about, um, they're obsessed at the moment, Tilly. The watchdog section is obsessed with travel because, of course, that's what everyone wants. Refunds for, for their holidays they can't have and so on and so forth. Uh, we did touch upon that, about refunds later on in the whole piece, but it was mainly about scamming people for the Track and Trace app. So now we talked about Rosamund Pike in her weird cellar. Now, did you spot the very, there was a, a woman on a headset, like a call centre headset with a laptop that, that, where they were talking about just scammers ringing up. So I don't know whether they sort of, they sort of reconstructed it or something. Is she? But she was sitting in a, in what seemed to be another cellar with her back against a cage that was full of litter. <laughs> and I, I become sorry. I paused it and I was thinking, "What is the?" But it, there was no explanation for why she was sitting there, or who she was, or what was going on. And I, I just don't know what it was. It was like a, one of those cages you get in at the back of shops that are just full of all the detritus okay. from retail. Yeah, and she was just sitting on the floor in front of it on a laptop with a headset, and that was. And then we just cut away, and that was the end of that. John, it was such a weird film. I would love to say I didn't entirely zone out during this bit, and I remembered that. Oh, moment, thank God but... you said that. <laughs> I was starting to look like I hadn't even fucking watched the show. (laughs) The scam that I loved was the one where it said... You've been out your house. Yeah, you've been out your house with finding you 250 quid. Oh, it's so sad, though, because you know there will be some people who like like reading the Daily Mail lots and they're really scared. I think this is absolutely disgusting that someone has created this scam text message into scaring people into thinking that they're... They have been fined £250 for walking out their front door. Not one of those people, Tilly, said, and I knew it was a scam because I hadn't been out of my house, like the government said. All of them were like, I, I, you know, what, you get fined for going out here? It's like, yes, you were all, there should have been a fine in place. Tilly, have you been scammed? No, but I did nearly get scammed once, but mm-hmm. I swiftly realised that people don't just give you money. And life is just doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, I got an email that was like from HMRC and they said, oh, we're going to give you some money. And I've very recently given them a lot of money. And I thought that sounds fair. So I think I just wanted to believe that it was real. That's that's fair. And I remember like going and like, I went, just went in the front room to to tell my dad and I was like, HMRC, you're going to give me a tax refund. And then I had to go back five minutes later and say, I'm... You've, you've raised me and I believe that this was true. <laughs> Embarrassing. It was good that you're talking about the government there. It was good that Matt Allwright did his little now weekly message to the government directly, wasn't it? We had him talking last week to particular ministers and this week he... Um, as if anyone is listening about... to him. Exactly. I know. Exactly. We were saying last week, as if ministers come home, oh, come home, come off their Zoom meetings and sit in front of the one show and go, oh, Matt Allwright's telling me how it is. Right, fine, I'll change policy on Heads that. up, no, this Matt about... Hancock. Number spoofing, it's a thing. Heads up, Matt Hancock. Number spoofing, it's a thing. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> the idea that Matt Hancock's going into work and, I don't know. Just like wringing his hands like, I can't do I, it. I know he's on the one show again tonight. I know, I know he's going to be so mean. Like Dominic Raab coming up and going, caught the one show the other night. See all right, gave you a right bollocking. You know, like, oh, oh. <laughs> 
He's oh just he God. might as well be doing it in a fucking quarry. Just <laughs> shouting at the fucking sides of the quarry. Ah, ah Take that Mrs. Thatcher <laughs> Lost your fucking mind alright. Oh, he may as well just do it directly on Thatcher's grave and try and wake her up. That'd be good. Let me tell you, with the way things are going at the minute, actually, that's just a matter of time. Mark Haynes Daily Mail twenty twenty. <laughs> Just standing on Thatcher's grave, pissing, yeah. shouting, if it's out of the blue, this <laughs> is for you. <laughs> he had another little saying, just to finally put the put the axe into Matt Allwright. He said, it's hard to see the wood for the trees. There are so many scams. It's hard to see the wood for the trees. Scam artists love that, and we want to give them the axe. Yeah, it was torturous. Even from the government, it's sometimes hard to see the wood for the trees. Scam artists love that. We want to give them the axe. And then he looked so proud of his little saying that doesn't make any sense. They were also, he was really proud about the thing about the airline refunds. So he's saying 12 weeks, we've been going on about this. The airlines weren't giving refunds. They were giving you a chance to rebook or a coupon. Well, now people have complained to the Competitions and Markets Committee. Uh, it's also a legal requirement, so they have to give refunds. Uh, we've been banging on about travel refunds, in particular the companies who are legally obliged to give refunds for cancelled holidays and trips and aren't doing it. They're offering vouchers instead or they're offering bookings in the future when they are legally obliged to do it. Well, I'm pleased to say Host Seasons is a name that's come up a lot. A lot of people complained about them to the CMA, Competition and Markets Authority. They've now changed their mind and they are offering refunds. So they they achieved nothing. Already those people were breaking the law. The law was taking care of it. Twelve weeks of moaning about it and then another body has sorted it out. All the credit to us. Well, that no, you just have none of the credit. But, Johnny, you're not going to mention the best thing that happened in both of these episodes, which is a short clip of Matt Allwright being blasted with a power hose <laughs> by a man who bred puppies. <laughs> this is when people have put down deposits for pets. There are no pets for sale. Um, so they're getting scammed for the money. The pets never turn up. In some ways, though, that is better than actually receiving a pet from a dodgy puppy dealer, for instance. I have come into contact with yes, these people. Have. Look at that. There we are. And it's not pleasant. Uh, the reality is, if you're putting money into this industry, um, you're, you're funding a very bad thing indeed. You could tell he loved having the excuse for them to bring that clip up, though, because it makes him look so metal. Like, it makes him look so cool. Like... I I had somehow forgotten it, yet you're right, it's the best thing that happened. Now, I'd never seen this clip. He, he, they refer to it as though it's a famous I clip. Know. I've not seen yeah, this not clip. Not once. Not once before. <laughs> but it was amazing that a, a disreputable yes. puppy breeder attacked him with a, with a pressure hose. <laughs> I just, it was something actually really British about it. I don't know what it was. It was so... I can't imagine that, like, in... France it was, and Spain, they attacked journalists with a pressure hose in a It was the combination of, of all the things. The dis, disreputable puppy breeder, pressure hose, yeah. and the one show. It's yeah. like the three pillars of British culture. That <laughs> honestly, also, just the pressure hose. At this point. You know, we, we've, we've seen this kind of stuff, this doorstepping that's gone wrong before, where, where journalists and camera people have been physically attacked like with baseball bats and stuff. Really horrific 
horrific footage sometimes. Whereas all Matt Allwright was doing was just putting his hands out trying to fend off a bit of water. <laughs> well, was, and he wasn't even doing that much. It was only, it's hardly a water cannon, is it? It was only a short <laughs> clip, but he seemed to keep going back and then the man would do it again, just spraying him down. Matt Allwright would get pushed back and then he'd come forward a bit and the bloke would re-angle it to get him back again. It was magic. I could have watched that on a loop. I'm going to watch it straight after this is over. I can see it when I close my eyes, which is quite amazing. And there we say no to any more of this for this week and demand the only kind of justice that the mob can dish out. The one show must be pushed into the river and drowned. Except not, because if we leave it where it is in plain sight, then we will be forever reminded of its crimes against television and carry on calling it out on a little listen-to sarcastic podcast. Please do remember to rate and review this on Apple or wherever for all the good it will do. And while you're remembering to do that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. Goodbye. Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You had any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, you, don't, uh, you don't have to do that. That weird kadook that yeah, lights going off makes for some reason in films. <laughs> All Rather Mysterious. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.